Section 2 of The Three Hours Agony of Our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Three Hours Agony of Our Lord Jesus Christ by Reverend Peter Gilday. First Word Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke chapter 23 verse 34. It had taken many hands and the combined will of many wicked hearts to crucify the omnipotent God of heaven and earth. It had taken four thousand years of sin and crime and sorrowing shame to raise that cross on Calvary's mount. As he hung there between two thieves, the victim of it all, he could see in the soldiers and menials who had fashioned that cross and had welded those nails and hammers, brothers and sisters of yours and mine, in the flesh. As in God the Father's mind, so in the mind of God the Son, all things, past, present, and future, were as one at the terrible moment of his death. And your sins and my sins, the sins of all of us, brothers and sisters of his murderers, murdered him just as truly as if we had been the Roman soldiers and the rabble that day. If he suffered more than seemed necessary, if he lingered full three hours in unspeakable agony, it was because we have so often, knowingly and willfully, violated the divine laws of his eternal father. As he looked down upon the soldiers, throwing dice for his garments, he saw us, flinging away the blessed graces which are sent to bring us back again to him. As he heard the taunts and the words of scorn from the Jews, he saw and heard voices in our own hearts, which have so often spoken treason against him and against his teaching. And yet, despite the foreknowledge of our cowardice, in not carrying our cross as heroically as he carried his, despite the fact that he foresaw in the year which begins today for all of us, that many of us will blacken our souls anew with sin, what were his sublime words, almost the sublimest he ever uttered, father forgive them for they know not what they do was it not enough blessed jesus to prove thy divinity by the sun hiding its face and by the veil of darkness which begins now to fall over the world the trembling palsied earth the rocks splitting asunder the opening graves and the dead rousing themselves to life again were these not enough to make us remember for all eternity that our god was dying on the cross for us was it not enough that the seas should be swept into violence that the wild crying winds of the hurricane hurrying down from libanus should lash themselves to every corner of the world terrifying the sinful heart of man was it not enough that the angels in heaven horror-stricken at his agony should hurl themselves against the gates of heaven begging and pleading to be allowed to smite mankind with death and annihilation was it not enough that the lightnings of god should vent their celestial anger through the clouds that were fleeing from all the quarters of the globe to hide this heart-rending scene was all this not enough o god to make us tremble like bondmen tremble like the centurion and cry out verily this is the son of god no it was not enough the thunder might reverberate deep blazing wreaths of lightning might glare their maddening way from heaven to earth mighty winds might rise from the dust of centuries blasts from the clouds might leap forth and the firmament become embroiled with the deep 
but the stern voice of necessity needed a more striking proof a final one to tell us criminals and sinners that we are to tell us to the end of all time that we are being redeemed by the omnipotent god himself the rising sun of splendor on easter morn will calm the angry outbursts of nature and something more was needed to immortalize in our hearts god's love and pity for us when the voice of jesus broke the silence for the first time about him when those lips recommended to his eternal father those who were crucifying him when his fast-breaking heart cloaked their sins with his forgiveness and in a generosity as deep and profound as the sea attributed it to an unholy ignorance then o oh god did jesus perform the greatest miracle this world has ever seen my god we are all little children here in the presence of this outmercying of mercy like little children babbling of things we can never fully comprehend we are like weak swimmers carried by the swift tide of the love of jesus out beyond our depth only thy grace can illumine our hearts with the profound mystery of this great pardon it is all so different dear god from what the world has taught us since our childhood this spirit of forgiveness teach us to understand thy son in this sublime hour he complains not of the thorns that torture him he murmurs not at the nails which transfix him to the wood of the cross he speaks not of the fever which burns his body from head to foot he mourns not at the insults which outrage his divinity he sorrows not over the bitter base ingratitude of the jews no his heart weeps poignantly because in crucifying him that day in sinning as men and women have done ever since they offend his heavenly father because they were losing their souls souls he was dying on the cross to redeem this was the greatest anguish of all and when he speaks it is in accents of the tenderest pleading father if you love me as you have loved me from all eternity pardon these who are crucifying me revenge not yourself upon them or upon their children pardon them for their ignorance forgive them for they know not what they do i have taught the world the lesson of your love for men look out over them all let them draw near to hear the word of forgiveness so that from the cross as from a fountain pardon may flow to the uttermost bounds of the earth forgiveness for his enemies forgiveness for all the enemies of god this was the first word of jesus dying on the cross forgiveness and it abrogated the old law of retaliation the old law of revenge it brought into the world the new law of christ's love for us and our love for our fellow men christ jesus on calvary's hill had not said as elias the great prophet had said on the top of the hill in judea if i be a man of god let fire come down from heaven and consume these my enemies jesus christ had not inflicted on his executioners the dire punishment which followed so promptly on the thoughtless words of the children who insulted his servant Eliseus. no over all calvary spreads the white robe of forgiveness he would as it were hide the sins of the world from the eyes of god the father he appealed to him not as lord god creator or prophet but as father our father in heaven the merciful father of the human race father i have forgiven them all do thou also forgive them in the blindness of their hearts they know not what they do if they knew thee as i know thee 
knew thy majesty thy justice thy power sin would never enter their hearts forgive them all these thy children spare them from thy wrath for a better day had our blessed lord prayed for his mother mary for his apostles and disciples or for the infant church even this would have touched us that in the midst of his passion he could still think of them but it was not for them but for us sinners that he prayed prayed not only for our forgiveness by god but to teach us the hardest lesson this world contains that we should forgive those who trespass against us as freely as we have been forgiven by him against the blackening sky of judea that altar of love of sacrifice and of death rested alone there it stood a symbol of love an altar we were to approach with hearts filled with love for our brethren in the world on it our brother has been crucified for our ransom and he hangs there waiting for us to approach with the gift of our loving hearts as we mount calvary's hill a voice comes to us from out his public teaching if therefore thou offer thy gift at the altar and there remember that thy brother hath anything against thee leave there thy offering before the altar and go first and be reconciled to thy brother and then coming thou shalt offer thy gift christ jesus it is hard to forgive there is scarcely a soul here gazing up to thee into whose heart the iron of bitterness has not entered we have all passed through this crucible of suffering persecutions have followed us from our mother's knee we have been led into dangers by false friends we have been wounded in hands that gave generously wounded in feet that hurried to carry consolation we have been bruised in hearts that sought comfort in the quicksands of friendship and all around us have eddied and flowed fierce harsh struggles in this probation house we call life there have been lies dear jesus calumnies suspicions wrongs and treacheries all through the years and our hearts are hardened like stone victims we have been of evils innumerable and our souls are stored with ugly remembrances of bitter things done and said and it is so hard to forgive so hard to forget but thy heroic example lord jesus hath renewed the face of our souls like the purifying fires of a pentecost thou hast taught us in this first word from the cross the law of pardon gentlest of brothers dearest of friends and tenderest of hearts bring our hearts up to thine on the cross and make us strong with the strength that is never cruel soft and tender with a sympathy that knows no borderland and teach us to pray for all those who have injured us to forgive them all with the same generosity which said they know not what they do good jesus then shall we sing the song of thy victory over the world and death give us a love like thine a love for our fellow men which will rally us with the loving lightsome hearts of children and the strong arms of men to the banner of our crucified leader whose standard is the cross whose cross is love and whose love is the pledge of victory to all who labor in obedience and gentleness as true children of the kingdom of god End of section 2